and pray. Father, once again, we're, uh, we're happy to be here. We're happy to uh, be fed from your word. We're happy to be encouraged by uh, fellow believers. Thank you for your spirit that you give to us. Lord, help us to understand your word. And this morning we pray, uh, especially for uh, Richard McSwain, and uh, hopefully he's getting surgery this morning. We pray that he would indeed get surgery. Lord, that it would be successful. Lord, that you would keep the pain to a minimum, that he'd be able to get some rest, and that he would uh, just constantly be reminded that he is uh, loved by you and, uh, and loved by us as well. Be with Wanda as she cares for him, and uh, we do pray that he'd be able to heal up and regain strength. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. <clears throat> okay, that's not a good sign. Let's try this again. <clears throat> okay, study number three. Let's do a uh, let's do a, do a quick recap. We did uh, so if we've done two studies so far. Anybody remember anything about week number one, which was two weeks ago? Very good. How about week number two? <laughs> Ken taught it. Very good. <clears throat> so that was the uh, the definition of wisdom that, like I said, I kind of. Just put together, wisdom involves knowledge, learning, more than that, it's practical, so to have wisdom, uh, <clears throat> you can't necessarily be the wise man who doesn't do anything. How is that wisdom expressed? And it's often expressed in actions we take and interactions that we encounter. Um, so week one, introduction, right? We talked about how we approach the Proverbs. Remember, they're, they're not necessarily promises. It's not, hey, you do this, and you will live a long life, or you will be blessed monetarily. They are general principles uh, to follow that, that, uh, that generally uh, occur. Uh, we also talked about Proverbs is kind of divided into two different sections. Anybody, anybody remember the chapters for the first section? One through nine, yep, and so 10 through 31 will be the second section. So one through nine is basically a father talking to his son, uh, like sitting the son, you can imagine the son sitting on his lap, son, I want to tell you about life. Okay, you can go down this path and it's going to lead to this, you go down this path and it's going to lead to that. Uh, and then when we get into Proverbs chapter 10 and, and up to the end of the book, that's where we see pretty much the Proverbs, what we're kind of used to, you know, every verse, uh, some wisdom to it. So generally speaking, uh, last week, Ken had us delve a little bit into the first nine chapters, and, and what is the, uh, the father's telling to his son? You remember uh, we looked up passages on folly, right? And then we looked up passages on wisdom. And multiple times the father's saying, look, if you go down this route, these are the outcomes. Okay. Now, one thing we didn't get to last week is um, chapter 9. So these two paths, these two routes, kind of converge into two women. Okay. One is called folly. One is called wisdom. 
So we're going to look at those real quick, and then we'll get into <clears throat> the material for lesson uh, three. So first, this is chapter nine. Is this is Lady Wisdom, uh, and then after that, we're going to look at Folly. And I like you all to kind of keep in mind, or try to detect what are some of the similarities between the two. How are they acting? Uh, what are they promising? Okay, so let's, uh, and it might help if you had your Bible, if you want to look at them side by side. I've got them on two different slides here. <clears throat> but we'll look at Lady Wisdom first. This is Lady Wisdom. Thank you. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her beasts. She has mixed her wine. She has also set her table. <clears throat> Excuse me. She has sent out her young women <clears throat> to call from the highest places in the town. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. To him who lacks sense, she says, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Leave your simple ways and live and walk in the way of insight. So this is Lady Wisdom. So that's verses 1 through 6. Let's move on to Madam Folly. Who's going to read this for me? My voice is starting to give out. Give out. Stephen, looks like you want to read. Can you read that, please? So this is uh, verses 13 through 18. Here is uh, Madam Folly's final pitch. Okay. Thank you. All right. Did anybody see any common threads, any common themes between these two? Come on, come on. Yep, yep. They're uh, they're they're giving their invitations. Yes, sir. Who said that? The simple. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. We're, we're all simple, right? Starting out, we're all simple. We don't know much. So uh, let me look at it real quick. Uh, so Madam Folly uh, is calling to those who pass by. And what does Lady Wisdom do? Um, now, she does a little more, right? She, Lady Wisdom, prepares a beautiful table. <laughs> She also has food, right? She is the, they appeal to different appetites. Right. You know, and uh, so uh, Lady Folly, you know, who knows the path, as it says down there, the dead are there, you know, the guests are in the depths of the storm. Yeah, so they both offer food. Whereas, uh, like you said, Lady Wisdom, hey, bread and wine that I have mixed. So Lady Wisdom here is actually doing something to prepare this feast. Whereas 
Where did Madame Folly get her food? She stole it. <laughs> she stole it, right? <laughs> and, and, and it's, you know, and you kind of tell the lie, hey, stolen water is sweet. Bread eaten in secret is pleasant. So, uh, all right. So we got a couple things there. We got the fact that, that uh, they're both calling out. They're calling out to the simple. They both offer some type of food. Anything else that you all noticed with these two? These two women. I just noticed that Lady Wisdom sends out maidens. Okay, yeah. And so, and Lady Folly does too. What do you think that, uh, what do you think that means? So, so he's talking about verse 3. She sent out her young women to call from the highest places in town. The highest places are where the, the wise men sit, the elders of the city and things like that. Sure. She sends out her young women who are attractive, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lady Wisdom appeals to more senses than does Lady Fox. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Don. Do you have something? Yes. I, yeah, I had a question about the simple. In both cases, the simple are called in. Does that suggest to you or to anybody else that the, there's a neutrality until you go to wisdom or to folly? And I think that that needs to be considered mm -hmm. in light of Romans 1, Acts 17, Things, Psalm 1, things like that. Uh, I'm just, I'm just questioning that. I never, mm -hmm. never really thought it through very carefully, but it suggests that when I first read it, there's a neutrality there, which isn't normal in the scripture. Okay. So, because we are not normal, you know, we mm -hmm. are born sinful, and so we're not, we're born sinful. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, Gary. Yeah. I hope you have the answer to that. Wisdom talks about life, life being multiplied. Mm. Folly ends up talking about death and chill. Mm. <laughs> so uh, let me go. And, and, and back to your question, Don. That's a very good question. Where, where does it start? I mean, we know the Lord has to come in and actually change hearts uh, before we can become wise. But. Um, but the case is, you're right, they're both saying, they're both calling the simple. So, now Gary, you said <clears throat> that it multiplies. What do you mean by that? Is that what you said? Yes, it's the Okay, so Lady Wisdom. Says it, for, uh, for by me, your days will be multiplied. Okay, your days. will be added to your life. Mm. If you're wise, you're wise for yourself. Sure. Yep. And that's definitely the final outcome of both of them. Very good. Yes, Justin. My, uh, my Hebrew Bible app says that Ooh. it's simple. It can also be have the implication of being open-minded. So maybe when you say simple, maybe it might be the best translation for mm -hmm. it has more of a connotation of you're looking, you're searching. Yes. Now you're saying, okay, here's wisdom, here's folly. And so 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. Because everybody's looking for something. That's right. Right? Yeah. All right. Uh, the only other thing I would, uh, the comparisons that I saw when I was looking at this, um, is as far as the house goes. So here it says, Lady Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn her seven pillars. Uh, then she slaughtered her beast, so she, she got the feast ready. Um, whereas when we look at Folly, what does she do? She sits there and she's seductive, sits at the door of her house. So takes a seat at the highest place of town. It looks, it looks like Wisdom is doing something, whereas Folly is merely being seductive and being idle in a certain way. So, yes? There's a remind me of what the greater than Solomon said. He said, uh, Jesus said this, enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Not everyone that saith to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Mm. So Jesus says, enter at the narrow gate, the way is broad and wide that leads to destruction. So you have the narrow gate, mm -hmm. lady wisdom, Thank you. <clears throat> so, yeah, one thing about folly and wisdom that I appreciate, well, I guess more than wisdom, is they're actually calling out. It's, it's not like uh, uh, with wisdom, where can I find it? It's so hard to find. Okay, it is calling out. Uh, God is making himself known, obviously, through his word and, and through people that teach his word. Okay, so. That's, uh, that's kind of closing out uh, one through nine. Cindy, Can I make one more point well, come on in, yep. Okay, by the way, I forgot to ask. Has anybody, since we started to study, decided, hey, I'm going to start reading the Proverbs? Anybody? One? All right, thank you. <laughs> Two? Thanks, Jack. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't homework. I was just thinking, oh, maybe if we start talking about the Proverbs, maybe you want to actually read them. So we've got plenty of time. It's a long series. A couple of us read one a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah read one a day. Yeah. I don't mean read the whole thing. Just you know, read. And you can breakfast where you sit down while you're eating your cornflakes, you know. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so this lesson is actually called, uh, I forgot what it was called. It's called Wisdom from the World, question mark. Wisdom from the World, question mark. So why is it called that with a question mark? Uh, so this isn't necessarily, uh, you know, bad wisdom from the world. Um, you all have seen that trope about a guy who climbs a mountain because he wants to visit with the guru at the top of the mountain. And he gets to the top and he goes, you know, what is the meaning of life? Or whatever question he has for the guru. And I think everybody has that desire to, to grow in wisdom, right? How do I handle life? Uh, what do I do in certain situations? Um, there was a quarterback recently 
had a big decision to make. Don, I know you know who this is. So what did he do? He went on a darkness retreat, whatever that is, where you go into a cave for a week in complete darkness so he could make the decision about whether to retire or not. So everybody has somewhere they go. So my question for you, where do people go for wisdom? I want you to take off your Sunday school hat. Where do people go for wisdom? TikTok. What did you say? TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> That's sad, but yes. <laughs> Yes, Don. Shall we, well, they, shall we stop and pray for Butch now? <laughs> <laughs> other people, right? Other people. Yes, other people go to TikTok. Go towards, in many cases, at least in my experience, I've seen them going towards secret societies. And, okay. uh, uh, in fact, I know a man who was prematurely being initiated into a secret society, and he said, here I was, standing almost naked at the door, instructed to say who's there and instructed to answer a man looking for light. And then he said, wait a minute, Jesus is the light. I know the light. What am I doing here? And, and so he left that. But nonetheless, the world promises wisdom mm -hmm. in the secret societies. I know that. Yeah. Yes. Parents. Parents, yeah. yeah. Parents are uh, probably the first place you go to, right? Uh, grandparents, I mean, I know, you know, it seems like often there's a, uh, uh, you know, young men, boys have a great relationship with their grandfather, uh, get a lot of wisdom from him, a bunch of country songs about that, right? Where else? Hopefully you'll see footage for tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> smart man, smart man. Actually, that is <laughs> That is what people do. They go to their friends. They go to their friends, yeah. Friends, yeah. You know? mm -hmm. and, uh, and we do too, I think. But uh, Psalm, Proverbs, Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Mm -hmm. So we as Christians do not want to get counsel from people of the world. Mm. Very good. Except one thing, i got to bring that up because it came up at the beginning. Yes. Jesus told a parable where he says, learn wisdom from the world. The guy, Remember the guy who uh, invested his money? And that, that parable has always been kind of a difficulty for me. Mm -hmm. I did preach on it once, but <coughs> I had no answer. Because yeah. he does say, go to the world. Go to the world. Interesting. Well, maybe we might be getting more into why here. So... I put together a few, uh, a few ways that people typically go to get wisdom. I did not put TikTok down, sorry. Uh, education. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just a few things I threw, threw up here. All right, so education, family. We talked about family. Podcasts, right? People get into... Uh, uh, <clears throat> certain interests, and, and what do they do? They listen to all the podcasts uh, about money, about diet, whatever it happens to be. That's where they go. Dave Ramsey, right? <laughs> really? Is he? Uh, is he on the outs? 
Okay, so Dave Ramsey, I mean, you know, he's got some wisdom, right? I know uh, he is a professing Christian. I know with his radio show, he doesn't necessarily talk it up too much, but he is a professing Christian. He has a heart to help people to get out of debt. Yes, yes. And, and, and you know, I mean, there are certain financial things that are very addictive that cause people to get credit cards. Yeah. You know, or loans or things like that. Yeah. You know, so that's his passion, is to help people get out of debt, get on the right path. Yeah. And by the way, with his list, I'm not suggesting that these are bad places to go. Okay. Uh, when I open up the question, where, where do people go for wisdom, um, it's not to suggest that, that they shouldn't be going to these places. Uh, so, for example, Jordan Peterson. He's gotten big, right, especially among, among a certain subset of, uh, you know, like young males. Um, does he have some good things to say? Yeah. Make your bed, right? Clean your room. Um, I made my bed this morning. All right, so uh, that's good advice. We don't know who he is. Who is he? Don't know who Jordan Peterson is. I am sorry. <laughs> I thought he was famous enough that most people wouldn't know. Jordan Peterson. Did you tell Ralph? <laughs> Does anybody else need to know who Jordan Peterson is? Okay, so Jordan Peterson is a, uh, he's from Canada. He's a, a, uh, psychiatrist by trade, I believe, he wrote a book called 12 Rules for Living. And uh, it is, it is uh, basically taking the directionless young men and it's trying to give them direction in life. Now, he is not a professing Christian, uh, although some of his teachings are tinged with biblical truth. Um, obviously, one, one side loves him and one side hates him. Uh, but he, he gives, he's kind of on the edge of stoicism, I might suggest. Um, anyway, he's, he's pretty famous, especially among the younger population. Does that help, Ralph? No. <laughs> well, when Butch said TikTok, I'm like, wow, I'm impressed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, if you all don't know Jordan Peterson, you may not know this either. Is that a pronoun? Has anybody in this room heard of a mommy blog? <laughs> Mommy blog. So everybody, does everybody know what a blog is? <laughs> I'm not trying to insult anybody's intelligence, believe me. Uh, so uh, blogs are where people go on the internet and, and they write. It, it's, it's like a diary for everybody to read. Uh, what's that? It's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. Well, I, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Part of it is people looking for attention. I mean, there's some good ones out there written by Christians that, that actually do have some good stuff. Um, anyway, mommy blogs is kind of a subgenre where, uh, where women who are mothers write about their day, write about their families, and, uh, and they, they become what's known as influence, influencers. 
Anybody heard that term? Yes. Okay, so um, a lot of people go to these places. Oh, look at this mother. She's got it all together. Now, of course, it's the internet, so uh, you edit the pictures and you only put the good ones in there. Okay. That is, those are some of the paths to wisdom. Let's go back to the Proverbs. <clears throat> Let's see. No, no. Actually, family, yeah. I've never been on a mommy blog. I've just heard about them. Okay, let's go back to the Proverbs. A couple of different interesting things about the Proverbs. Um, a week. Say, say again? Yes, yes, that is that is interesting. <laughs> yep. Um, we talked in week one. Most of the Proverbs were, were written by Solomon, or at least compiled by Solomon. Uh, however, a few other people contributed. One of them being a man named Augur, son of Jacob. Uh, Proverbs 31, verse 1, talks about the words of King Lemuel. Um, and what's interesting about these two individuals is there's no indication that they were actually Israelites. Uh, in particular, King Lemuel, there was no King Lemuel in, uh, <clears throat> for Israel. Um, not only that, but King Lemuel, where did he get this wisdom? His mom, right? <laughs> he, got, <laughs> he wrote down the things that his mom taught him. What's even more interesting is this, uh, this work called the instruction, it's actually the instruction of a menomoke. Has anybody read that? No. So the instruction of a menomoke was an Egyptian work that was written approximately 300 years before the Proverbs were compiled. Now what's interesting is uh, a lot of the stuff in that work is included to a certain extent in Proverbs. So, no, not no. Dead Sea Scrolls were, were basically the Bible, but just discovered many years later. These, this was a work from Egypt. Everybody knows Egypt was a world power, uh, you know, back during that time. I think it was about 1400 BC. Um, so this work, some of the stuff that was in it was actually lifted and used in the in Proverbs. So chapters, I think it's 22 to 24. There's a lot of similarities. So, I got a couple here. I don't know how well you all can see that. And there are multiple ones, multiple examples of this. So, on the left side is uh, instruction of Amenopoke. Uh, from chapter one, give your ears, hear what's said, give your mind over to their interpretation as profitable to them in your heart. Proverbs, incline your ear, hear the words of the wise, apply your heart to knowledge. Um, so on and so forth. Uh, let's see, the next one. Mark for yourself these 30 chapters. Uh, Proverbs 22. Have I not written for you 30 sayings? So here's some uh, uh, similarities there. And then the next one. Beware of stealing from a miserable man, a raging against a cripple. Do not stretch out your hand to touch an old man, nor snip at the words of an elder. And Proverbs says, do not rob the poor because he is poor, crush the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and rob of life those who rob them. 
So these are three of the examples. Did you all see the similarities? Kind of. What do we do with this? Does But Socrates, when we push back a little bit, Socrates is not included in the Bible. Correct, but still we're, we're kind of like stealing from a previous generation. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe that just got passed down and then they incorporated it in the Bible. Okay. That's okay. my theory. That's your theory? Okay. So what, <clears throat> does that diminish the Proverbs in any way to know that they actually were lifted, plagiarized, maybe? Yes, no. Listen to a podcast. Yes. <laughs> a podcast about the Bible project, uh, Dr. Timothy Mackey, and he was talking about how a lot of people, and there are a lot more examples of this, of ancient, uh, ancient history, ancient stories that have, from other cultural tribes and people groups um, in Israel at times that have kind of shared similar stories of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And so, as God works His way through history, writing the Bible, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of wisdom and stories and the things that are being passed on uh, yeah. that He uses at times. The Bible is written by people, right? By fallen people. As they're inspired. Yeah. And however, it was inspired by God. Second mm -hmm. Timothy, you know, it says all Scripture is inspired by God. Mm -hmm. It's proper for, profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction. Instruction in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Yes, Don. Um, I think that these things and similar things like this say that there are universal truths, mm. and those truths come from God. And uh, somebody uh, alluded to universal truths. Mm. That doesn't mean that he did it without God. Mm. All it means is that he has not given credit to God, mm. right. which he ought to really have done. I like that. Yeah. Yes, Jack. I think some people consider a lot of books of the Bible to be somewhat controversial. You can argue one way or another, but Proverbs, you really can't argue with Proverbs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Hmm. All right. I, I think, uh, anybody else have anything to add there? You have to remember, too, that the Jews were in, in Egypt for a long time. Hmm. Yeah. And during the Exodus, they carried it with them, and it was passed on. You know, you said this uh, Proverbs was a compilation of Proverbs or Ver these things by Solomon. So Solomon probably <coughs> taught some of them. Yeah. You know, not, not, that's not taking away that God is has inspired the book of Proverbs or has, you know, has done this, but he, right. has, he has preserved the wisdom of the, of the pagan, basically, mm. for his people. Israelites teaching Egyptians at the time, and Egyptians took on to Israel. 
Could have been. Could have been. Sit. The Israelites were such a small group of, of Egyptian at that time until, you know, yeah. it came from somewhere. Sure, sure. Sin. <laughs> another source of wisdom, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, did, I heard that too. So, all all very good stuff. Um, what was I gonna say? I, I guess one thing I was gonna say, and we're gonna get into it a little bit here in a minute. But you have, uh, you know, did, did it start with the Egyptians? Did it start with the Israelites among the Egyptians? How did it happen? We don't know for sure. But are they still universal truths? Are they still wise? Is it still a wise thing not to steal from a cripple? Is that, I mean, is that, that that's almost, uh, I don't want to say common knowledge, but it's, but it's, it's, it makes sense. And one thing I want to ask you, <clears throat> we look at some of the similarities. What are a couple of the differences between uh, just in the passages I, that we put up here, uh, particularly the first one and the third one, you notice any differences between Amenopope and the Proverbs? Well, specifically, the Proverbs speaks of the Lord. Speaks of the Lord, right? Yeah. Speaks of the Lord. The third one says, you know, beware of stealing, whereas Proverbs says, do not. Mmm. <laughs> it's not uh you probably shouldn't do this yeah. it's don't do this Man. i like it i like it you know it says to in proverbs up there it says incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and reply your heart to my knowledge mm. it's god's knowledge god yep i like it and the best there's a verse that says um go to the ant O sluggard and learn Hold that thought. We're going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. Uh, all right, so uh, definitely um, Proverbs takes those truths and it says these are God's truths. And, you know, particularly with the first one, it says, what is the reason to do this? It's not so you have a better life and uh, you get along with everybody better or you get rich. It is that your trust may be in the Lord. So there is a, uh, there's, there's a definite uh, uh, trajectory for this that's beyond this life. So this is worldly wisdom. And again, this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Uh, so humanity sees and experiences the world uh, and then trial and error and repetition, and eventually they realize, you know what? These things are the best way to do things. You know what? Getting, uh, getting a college degree uh, sets you up to do this and to do that. Maybe a farmer. You know what? I, last time I plowed the field, uh, it didn't work. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I'm making stuff up here. But... People trial and repetition, they learn from uh, what did my grandpa do, what did my mother do, um, and that's how they, they come up with wisdom. And are these things wrong? 
No, not, not necessarily. <clears throat> uh, whereas with God's wisdom, and I believe this is where the Proverbs come in, is it introduces something else there. Uh, that little thing under God the Creator and Revealer is a lens. So, okay, we are seeing the same world. We're experiencing, experiencing similar things. What does this mean? And it's when we have God and his word that it actually clarifies, gives context to what we're actually seeing. Still the same world, still the same experiences, uh, but it goes above and beyond. And I, and I like how, you know, down there is where God the creator and revealer, it's kind of the first one, it's kind of a closed system, right? Well, in the first one, you're learning from your mistakes. You're learning from what? Your mistakes. Mistakes, yep. <laughs> or somebody else's mistakes. Whereas if you follow God's wisdom, you have a smoother path. Hmm. Did, anybody, did anybody's parents ever tell them, you know, learn from my mistakes or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or don't make the same mistakes I did. Did you? <laughs> So this is kind of a closed system. This is saying, hey, there is a God who is our creator, who is outside of this system, who gives meaning to everything. He's the one that actually uh, uh, gives uh, actual wisdom. So there's a lot to read here. Um, let's go to Proverbs 8 real quick. <clears throat> You see that okay? Society oh. mm -hmm. did 23 age, ages ago, and I was in up at the first of them before the beginning of the earth. All right. And Springs. It's hard to see with yeah, the glare. There's, there's the glare. Oh, the glare. Okay, thank you. I'll, I'll finish it up. So, uh, so first of all, who the person talking here is actually wisdom. If we were to go back a few verses here, um, so I believe you left off verse 24. When there were no depths, I was brought forth; no springs abounding with water. Before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields, or the first of the dust of the world. When he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, when he assigned to the sea its limit, so that the waters might not transgress his command, when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always." Rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. So we're talking about wisdom. Easy question. Where was wisdom at? At creation. With God. With God at creation. So what does this say 
about creation itself? What does it say about the physical world? Uh, what? It was created in a wise way. Uh, that's another way to put it. Yes, Cindy, were you going to say that? <laughs> it, it says Jesus is wisdom. Jesus, yes. Because yes. there's nothing there preceding the eternal triune God. Mm -hmm. So you can't, otherwise you would make wisdom God. And, and the triune God dependeth upon wisdom. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly the opposite. All right, I like it. <clears throat> <laughs> that's true this is not a cosmic accident the things just happen to fall together I think one thing I wanted to, to point out was that means that that this creation has an order there is such thing as cause and effect you do this this will happen um, and that's how that's how uh, Non-Christians, people who don't have the Bible or don't read the Bible, uh, can actually have some worldly wisdom. They can see that the world is, has an order, uh, and if I do this, this will happen. So, here's some examples. You, uh, you pointed out one of them. So, everybody's familiar with Go to the Ant, Thou Sluggard. I don't know why. My mom made me memorize this. When I was about seven. <laughs> so I remember this very well. Go to the end, O slugger, consider her ways and be wise. Uh, how long will you lie there, O sluggard? Let me arise from your sleep. Um, so a couple of weeks back, I, I remember I was at work and I walked out and I happened to look down and I saw hundreds of ants on the ground, on the sidewalk, and they had, I, I believe it was a piece of popcorn. And that piece of popcorn, you know, was huge compared to them. Uh, and those hundreds of ants were like, using the popcorn, anybody ever see somebody, what do you call that? No, I know you know that, where you, you crowd surf. Anybody see that? crowd surf over, and that's basically what the ants were doing. They were handing the popcorn on to the next group and the next group, and they were taking it wherever. And I remember just being mesmerized for a couple minutes. I'm like looking at them like, how do you know how to do that? I mean, you got an, you got an ant brain, right? And yet you all know to, to, to work together to get this piece of popcorn wherever you're taking it. And I wanted to ask them, who's in charge here? Yeah. I couldn't, yeah. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. And I mean, I, I don't, you know, I don't stop and look at ants all the time, but for some reason that just, that just hit me. So what can we learn? You know, in this case, we can learn from the ant. Don't, don't be lazy, right? Now who, why did, why did the, uh, the writer used the ant. Why do you think the writer used, used an ant as an example? Everybody knows what an ant is, right? Anybody can understand that. Anybody can look and see, 
you know. Look at the ant. They're carrying that popcorn together. Yeah. All right. So here's another one. This is from Proverbs 30. So if you've been foolish, exalting yourself, if you have been devising evil, put your hand on your mouth. Pressing milk produces curds. Pressing the nose produces blood. And pressing anger produces strife. So what are the... Uh, the uh, examples in there, the common sense examples in there. No one. There's, there's a couple of them, right? Okay. What else? Something that anybody can can know. If you get punched in the nose, it bleeds. <laughs> if you get punched in the nose, it bleeds. Exactly. Everybody knows that, right? Now, if you uh, press milk, you produce curds. Anybody ever <laughs> press milk? <laughs> okay, I'll admit, I didn't know what a curd was. <laughs> curd, what is that, like a, uh, some type of cheese? Yeah, okay. So I, I guess m more people, other people would understand that one a little better. People in the north know that one. People. <laughs> 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 uh, but so the pro whoever wrote this proverbs is taking those examples and saying, look, just like this, just like when you punch somebody in the nose, it's going to bleed. It's like when you press milk, it's going to have curds. Just like that, if you press anger, it's going to produce strife. Now, what does that mean? Pressing anger produces strife. Too much play, devil, play devil's advocate? Too much. Oh, too much. Okay, I was going to say, sometimes it's fun. You stir up the hornets, you're going to get stung. Stir up? The hornets, you're going to get stung. Well, see, now you're using another example from creation. I like that. <laughs> don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Yes, I like that. Mm. So, in the first part of the verse says, you know, don't yep. be foolish, exalting yourself. Put your hand to your mouth, yep. Basically, shut up, right? Stop, stop talking and stop poking the bear. So, right. don't let your anger, don't suppress your anger. Let it, you know, re, find a resolve to mm -hmm. your anger. Right. It's just going to lead to more anger. It's just going to lead to more <laughs> It's never going to end. Yeah, I like it. Well, let me ask you, what other examples, what can we learn from just everyday observations that actually are universal truths? You thought of anything? Iron sharpens iron. Iron sharpens iron, okay. Nope. Everybody, everybody can understand that, right? Appreciate that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay. Well, now I guess I guess what I'm asking is, you know, something that 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 we can look at in nature, for example, uh, or in creation. 
that it's a universal truth that we can tell from, from observing it. Anybody could tell. Nothing? Be kind. Be nice. All right. <laughs> and you'll get nice and you'll get nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're aiming for this, but you can see God in just in creation. Mm -hmm. in all the ways that all the different kinds of animals to them. Seventy three different kinds of kinds of animals and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. And we know that there is someone outside of the earth that is greater than him. Like the sun, if, it were, if we were a thousand miles closer to the sun, we'd, be, we'd burn up. If we were a thousand miles further, we would uh, freeze. Mm. The earth would freeze. So the earth is perfectly positioned. Right. So you can see that there's something greater than yourself in the creation. I don't know if that's what you're hearing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. And that gets back to. Romans 1 as well that uh, you know we all uh, we all can see the uh, uh, general revelation right that God God has made himself known uh, through his creation so all right well I think uh, oh, that, that is it so I guess the takeaway is that uh, that there is a worldly wisdom out there that is not necessarily bad. Uh, but what, what we have to do is we have to take that wisdom and uh, run it through the lens of God's word um, to maybe validate it might be, might be the best way of saying it. So, all right, any closing comments? Ooh, I'm going way too long. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Hey, Bruce, could you close us up in prayer, please? <laughs>